Well, it's the apocalypse. It's one more thing. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. Well. Turns out it's the apocalypse. You know, I am pretty up on Bible stuff. I went to church slash Sunday school for much of my life. I have read the Bible front to back. I have read the Bible. I've read books about the books of the Bible. I've watched many a show, uh, taken in many a YouTube lecture. But I'm I'm not that up on the, the very end. When you get to the very end of the Bible, I'm not that up on your... Your your rapture, your left behind sort of thing. Are you up on the Blondie album Rapture? <laughs> but that is the that is definitely the weak spot in my biblical knowledge. We brought up I can't remember how it happened, the Mark of the Beast and the End Times. Well, and stuff we were like talking that. about murder hornets and <clears throat> sinkholes and typhoons oh. and obviously the pandemic. And right. you said, Is anybody talking about this being a biblical thing? We got a number of texts. In fact, somebody said, Yeah, check out the YouTube videos. And sent me some links from various preachers saying this is clearly the end times. Get yeah. yourself and your life in order because this is it. And I was rather dismissive of that notion. As a sinner would be. Oh, boy. Um, uh, because every generation has claimed that these are the end times and we're the chosen ones. It's an act. It's an it's egotism to me. Um, but anyway, everybody wants to be special. I get that. Uh, but we received uh, several reactions, some angry, some uh, not angry, and merely informative, like this one from uh, Stephen, which is uh, really good. Um, most people think and are being taught that the mark of the beast is something physical. The reality is the mark is a mental ascension to a power. I don't think he means ascension, but to a power or ruling force in one's life. According to the Bible, a person who receives this mark cannot buy or sell. See, we got we got a we got a text. the The link to the video was this preacher who says the vaccine is going to be the mark of the beast. Ah, yes. Um, and then what is the mark of the beast? Can you can you explain that for us? Well, yeah. In um in the book of Revelation, thirteen through uh, chapter thirteen, verse sixteen through seventeen, uh, the New King James version. You're okay with the New King James, right? Because I know you're a King James guy. Absolutely. Is the new one okay? Or is that like, like uh, you know, uh, the uh, a crappy remake, like uh, Ghostbusters Two? No, it there. It's or a, I'm sorry. The what's the new one with the gals? I think it was just Ghostbusters. Yeah, okay. They didn't call it like Galbusters. Or King anything. James continues to be the best writing, um, which is why atheist Christopher Hitchens liked it so much. The writing is just fantastic in the King James version of the mm, Bible. Interesting. Um, you take many steps backwards in terms of the writing, while other people think you take steps forward in being able to understand the dang thing. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, uh, he causes all... Oh, <laughs> The Bible defines a beast as a ruling power, so one must um, ultimately make a choice of who they obey, the worldly system or the creator God. Uh, and, and the beast... He causes all, both great and small, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. And then uh, in the next chapter, it says, saying with a loud voice, fear God and give glory to him. Oh, this this part's really long. Let me get to the angel of the beast part. Uh, who wrote the book of Revelation? Do you know that? Is that John, known? I think, right? The same guy who did the, I don't know, people are going to get mad because I don't remember. But then a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, if anyone worships the beast in his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink the wine of the wrath of God, et cetera, et cetera. Mm, This is good. Is this wine of the wrath of God? Wrath wine. No, Mm. it's a Beaujolais. 
I have a couple of bottles, and uh, you wouldn't like the Wrath of God wine. Anyway, so it's a mark on the forehead or hand, and you can't buy or sell without it, which is kind of a quizzical description, but that's what the good book says. Um, there's one other part of this I wanted to read. I can't find it. Oh, well. I'll you know what it pairs it. with well is sodomy. <laughs> Jiminy. Well, you have enough of the wine, and it's more likely. Um, let's see. <laughs> the chance does go up. Yeah. I uh, allegedly um, insult Christians. I'll answer your bet. I bet in a split second of your comment, you lost more money than you could have made in 10 years. How does he think DJs get paid? Sorry for calling you a DJ. I will. I will. Don't ever taste do the wine of the wrath of Joe if you say that again, you bastard. Oh, we're on to the email. I'd lost. Oh a, yeah, this a, this a, absolutely a, is not an email I should be reading. Okay. Hanson, are you out of your friggin' mind? Um. So I am going to take in some of the YouTube videos with various preachers explaining how the coronavirus, etc., is clearly an indication of uh, we're at the point where the uh, the world ends. And uh, and I'll report back. Um, sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I was amused by a younger man uh, reading. I can't remember if I had a book of, of all the end times prophecies or uh, some of the more notable ones in, in the last 2,000 years because there have been so many of them. But they, they are as omnipresent as sports. Right. Every generation. But there's a couple of different kinds. There's uh, people that are clearly mentally ill, guys standing on the corner of your town, USA, who's had the, the, the end is near sign, you know, for for 15 years. Right. That's a crazy person. Then you have the charlatans who are trying to get money out of you. I eliminate those two crowds. And then I'm interested in the third crowd of people that are, you know, they've got a uh, a reason for why they think it is true. They're not either crazy or trying to steal money from you. And I, I am Just interested in that crowd. Well, I tell you what, we got a great uh, email turned me on to this article, and I've been trying to figure out whether to do it on the radio show. It's a little thick, but it has to do with the, I believe it's called the uh, the Festinger effect. Um, it comes from this guy who was one of the most respected social psychologists of the 20th century. He joined a cult whose members believed that earthquakes and floods, flooding were about to hit the U.S., but the cult members would be saved by the Guardians, who would whisk them to safety in flying saucers. And they had the date specific and everything. <clears throat> they sat and waited. Well, the appointed time came and passed, and they were not saved. And this is where it gets interesting. Um, the, the long and short of it is some people left the cult and said, this turned out to be crap. And some people doubled down on their beliefs and that this is a common psychological phenomenon. Uh, Festinger hypothesized that if five specific conditions were met, believers would double down on their beliefs in order to avoid what he called cognitive dissonance, a contradiction between their beliefs and the evidence of their own lives. And the point of this, the, the name of this article is COVID, Brexit and Flying Saucers and how if people predict a disaster or an outcome and it doesn't happen, a certain percentage will get even harder core about it. They won't say, well, I stand corrected. They'll say, no, no, no. The COVID is worse than anything ever, and it's going to be even worse in the fall or whatever. And this guy's positing that a lot of your, we need to crack down even more crowd is is like these cultists, mm. which I thought was interesting. That is interesting. But I do, I have known people like that, that, you know, 
they don't flake when the the prophecy doesn't come true. They get more serious about it. Um, a prophecy is made. Believers invest themselves, their time, their money, their prestige in it. The prophecy fails, and the believers become more fervent. In short, well, it would be easier to do that than to completely throw away your life, uh, your worldview, mm-hmm. wouldn't it? Yeah, wouldn't it be easier to double down and than say, to, "Hey, we figured out the the flaw now, and now we got a new date." Now. Then do I need to come up with a completely different idea about the way the world is structured mm-hmm. and everything? What everything means? Yeah, it's clearly easier to go with the first one. In spite of the evidence that COVID nineteen, while tragically fatal for far too many, is not the decimating plague that was predicted, governments and populations around the world continue to behave as though it is a plague on par with the Black Death. Um, and they mentioned Sweden and the rest of it, but anyway, human beings are a strange lot, aren't they? Um, yeah. So I've been, I've been, I was reading just last night. As a matter of fact, I'm on this book about it's about the very early Christians. the The least written about, known about decades are the 40s and the 50s. I'm not talking about Frank Sinatra and Elvis Presley, but the 40s and 50s, as in Jesus died at around the year 30. And then what, what was happening, you know, after that, the 30s, 40s, up until uh, people started writing the books of the Bible. So what was going on during that period? What was the, what was the transition from that to that? Mm. It's really interesting stuff, uh, what is known and what is not known. So, for instance, when was uh, Paul writing his letters to the Corinthians started, at all? He started writing around 70, which would have been about 40 years after Jesus died. As you know, he was traveling around the Middle East um, persecuting Christians mm-hmm. until he saw the vision of Jesus himself, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, Who said, cut it out. Mark, which I believe, if I remember correctly, which is the earliest, is, they think, written around 45, 50. So that's like 15, 20 years. So it's about the time, you know, so you think of it now. This is the year 2020. Jesus dies in the year 2000. By now, you'd be starting to think, you know, some of us are dying off. We probably ought to write this down. or mm. Nobody's going to even remember any of this happened. Mm-hmm. Is the way it's so, yeah yeah so, I'd like to read more about that it's pretty darned interesting and then you got the crowd that's writing it to prove none of it's true and the crowd that's writing to prove all of it's true you have to take that with the information you're taking in obviously right and then you got the various arguments over doctrine in the uh, you know a couple of centuries later two three centuries later it's one fascinating thing I find because I was reading about Alexander the Great over the weekend because it came up in some cartoon my kids were watching or something <laughs> but um. We take as completely serious um, stories about ancient figures that there is very little known about, but we continue to take it seriously. Um, There's very little written about Alexander the Great, but nobody challenges it really because there's no, you know, world changing religion based on it, whether it's right or not. Mm. And people just go with, you know, it's probably true. Some guy wrote about it back then. Why not? there's obviously more reason to challenge the Jesus stuff. Right. Um, I see what you're saying. So, uh like, I was just walking by the newsroom, and I stopped, and I was watching CNN, and they were just going whole hog, cuckoo nuts, uh, anti-Trump. You know, some of the stuff was arguably, you know, you could hold that point of view. Some of the stuff was just seriously crazy. But if that tape is unearthed in 2,000 years, people will figure, oh, that's clearly the truth. Because there's so little to compare it to. Sure. In the case of, like, Al the Great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
But whether this is uh, that moment, I don't. I guess I, I don't have any. I don't personally have any reason to think it's any different than uh, just any other time a disease is swept through at the same time there was a frightening bug, right? Like murder hornets and some particularly bad weather. There are always hurricanes and yeah. cyclones and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, you know, if all the volcanoes went off at once on the planet <laughs> at the same time, you know. I would get my attention. And all of a sudden I got sores I can't explain? Yeah, there you go. Then I'm on board. Right. Luckily, I can explain all of my sores. (laughs) Everyone, this one right here? Funny story with this sore. Oh, Lord. Is a sick enough too much? Well, I guess that's it. 